Okay. All right, here we go. Good morning. Today on Sometimes, what is the obsession we all have with the Gabby Petito case? We're going to talk about that. Let's do this. I wonder, Dom, whether or not people who know us can hear uh-huh. the tiredness in our voices doing a morning show for the first time uh, uh, ever, really. I mean, we've done yeah. stuff in the morning, and I've probably even filmed in the morning during periods of time where I was going to bed at like w- weird times where it's like, yeah, my natural bedtime right now is 4 p.m. But I wonder how many people can just hear like, wow, Jimmy sounds tired. And if yeah, you think you know, I, let's- go ahead. You know what's hilarious about that is that I'm actually the exact opposite and it drives like it drives my partner crazy and the kids like I am a very, very chipper morning person. It's where I have most of my energy, specifically my creative energy, which is more difficult for me doing stand up because I joke around with like club owners. I'll be like, listen, you don't have to pay me a dime until 10 p.m. And then my rate becomes a thousand dollars a second because <laughs> you're just paying me to stay awake at this point. Yeah. Now I'm I I just I am such I am actually better as a morning person, but we've only been doing this for two days and I'm still unnaturally waking up to do this. So once I have a natural morning schedule, in fact, in general, I I prefer a life where I wake up with the sun and then I go to bed a couple hours after the sun goes down. Like a, a schedule that's like 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. is ideal for me. Though in Colorado, there's like parts of the year. What is this part of the year where like the sun comes up at 4 a.m.? Who asked you? Yeah, yeah. It's really, well, there's a lot. I mean, you know what I'm realizing? Did it snow? Did it snow in Colorado? No. Did it snow there last night? It did. It did. And and the thing is, I I really, I I know we have some serious stuff to talk about, but I, I have to get this off my chest. I feel like my choice has been taken away. I feel like my choice has been robbed from me. I'm still getting used to this Rocky Mountain weather, even though I've been here 18 months since moving to California. But California is the one thing you can count on is that it's going to be nice every single day. So much so that you forget about it. You're like, oh, yeah, it's of course, it's yeah, 75 degrees. But also but, so much so that the weather's never, quote unquote, ruined by rain. And now look what that has resulted in. The- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, rain. It's really funny because when, when I moved to Los Angeles and it would start to rain, people would be like, people would freak out. And I'd be like, oh, they think their car is going to slip and fall in the rain. It's cute. <laughs> and then a whole city street collapsed. Because it was not ready. Like, they are not built for the rain. Yeah. But the thing was, I'm just used to it being consistently nice. And it was nice this weekend. It was like 70 degrees and everything was cool. And then I woke up and it's snowing outside. And it's the same feeling as if you were to wake up and your basement flooded. You're like, <laughs> I wasn't ready for this. Yeah. You know what? You know what else is interesting uh, is like kind of what you just mentioned about nothing is ready uh, for rain there and it collapses and you keep seeing that happen. Like whenever some sort of weather disaster happens in places that's like, yeah, we were not ready, uh, in, in this part of Texas for an inch and a half of snow or even less than that. And so now everything's just destroyed. You know, the power grid went down, uh, that nobody's driving, right. They're just sliding into each other. And it makes you wonder like how much stuff is like that all the time. And one of the things that I had to address recently was uh, we've just moved. And on a hot day, the house's air conditioner does not seem to actually fight back. And what's really interesting is we're talking about snow right now that happened there. And we had a freeze here last night. Meanwhile, uh, I only moved here in the last few weeks, and I'm talking about hot days we were having. So the weather is also rapidly changed. But the thing that I found out is that apparently air conditioners up here are are most often units that are not actually built to fight against very hot weather because the like right. the people in charge of manufacturing and the and distribution don't believe it gets hot up here. And I'm sitting here like we had multiple days above 100 degrees. We had 
tons of days above 90 degrees, like even high 90s and stuff. And and even just like even on days we were hitting like 88 degrees or so in in our our home, we were like and this house, it's built. It's really funny how uh, houses that are built energy efficiently there's a cost with that. And I don't mean like the literal cost of like windows are more expensive. I mean that they like hermetically seal you <laughs> in the house. Right. And so, right. and they, and they do this stuff where we can, even today, if it doesn't get above 50 degrees today, and I have no idea what the weather is like outside today, but if it didn't get above 50 degrees today, we will still be able to heat up the upstairs to 80 degrees with zero heaters on because as long as there are no clouds out. The way the sun heats up this house, especially if you like pull the shades away and stuff, is is just it's a startling concept. And the problem yes, it, I have with it near criminal is that near I criminal. I hate the heat. I have a feeling like we're going to hit this winter and obviously in Colorado we have a lot of days where it's like you know, five degrees, single digit cold outside. And I'll probably like it then maybe. But then as soon as it warms up again, I'm just going to be like, cool. Can I, can I just spend my entire income on the air conditioner? And then the second air conditioner that I have to put in my office, uh, that's like a unit that like, that like exhausts out the window. It's just, oh man, we literally did this. Do you know what we just did, Dom? What? You know when somebody calls somebody else and they don't have much to talk about? And we actually, the funny thing is we do have lots to talk about, but we just did what people do when they call each other and they don't have much to talk about and they just go, so, uh, how's, how's the, the weather? How's the weather? Yeah. No, okay. Okay. I have to, I have to, I have to bring this up because I, you know, I know that there's a lot of, um, a lot of younger folks and I'm, by that I mean like Generation Z and you know, those kind of folks who listen to the show, but here's, here's the thing about when you're, um, retirement age, like Jimmy and I yeah, is I'm realizing <laughs> I'm getting older. Cause I used to get so bored when I would hear people talk about like the weather. Blah, 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 blah. And now, now like it's a topic of conversation because one, it genuinely affects me. Right. When you're younger, you're like, fuck it, it snowed. I'll run out in the naked. I don't care. I'll do whatever I want. It doesn't bother you. Oh, you're wait, wait, wait. And also, just remember, do you remember the confidence in driving in snow when you're young? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's crazy. Like, that's how it is. But the thing is, sorry, I my, my my microphone. The thing is, is is like I when I went on tour I went and stayed with a buddy I kind of set up my tour around hanging out and staying with friends which was really nice and I went and hung out with a buddy that I haven't seen in probably like five or six years and whenever I was with this buddy we would our thing was always talking about deep stuff you know like talking about just existence and philosophy and dip 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 and I was kind of driving going oh man we got I gotta talk to him like I don't know if we're gonna have much to talk about I've been doing so much practical stuff and I was kind of nervous about it you know I was like almost prepping for it and then I get to I get to his place and we sit down for a sec he's showing me around his place I'm like this is great and then he goes hmm yeah, but the cost of housing, though. And I was like, yes, let's talk about the cost of housing <laughs> for three hours. Let's do it. I, I was so just excited. talking about the cost of housing with myself. And now I'm glad <laughs> yeah. that you would like to join my thoughts on the cost of housing. <laughs> let's let's not do that on this podcast. Let's keep it looser. Let's talk about the news Let's yeah. Let's not yeah. talk about the price of housing well, today. Wait, okay, it'll okay. come up in the future. Can you promise me that, like, maybe after we can have a call later where we you just we just call and I think we've done the call a few times because <laughs> you and I were both like last year, like, hey man, let's just do let's just make the move to Austin and let's do it let's do it as fast as we can. And yep. and now we're like, so you know what didn't work out? No. The timeline we thought we were going to make that move to Austin. Yep. And now it's kind of like, we're like, all right, well, let's take a look at the markets and stuff. Let's figure out what we need to save to go there. Let's figure out the logistics. And the problem is, is like you figure out all those logistics. And by the time you actually move there, it's all gone up another 50%. Yep. And there, yep. so you have to like, you have to like plan ahead for super inflation. Well, what's really funny, what's really funny is, is just the, the, 
my enthusiasm is the same, but has shifted. So like, so, you know, if you were to ask me a year ago, like, oh, hey, I think you're moving to Austin. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so, yeah, yeah, for, for real. Like, um, it's going to be great. Like the, 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 the houses are so inexpensive. It's such a great city. I can't wait to do it. And then everybody had that same idea essentially. Yeah. And now it's, you know, Everyone's- gone up so much in price and there's nothing to do. And now people are like, Hey, you're, you still going to Austin with the same exact like enthusiasm. I'm like, no, <laughs> I mean, I like to think I'm going to, I, I, I still, it's still the plan, but the question is when, and a lot of that will depend on, so many different factors. I, I just, right. everything about my life in the past, it's like, you know, I could go back and just be like, hey, you know, here's some things to avoid. Here's some things to change. And it's like, and truly, I've been having fun and everything. But if I could go back and be like, Jimmy, don't do any of the next few years. Just just go become <laughs> a carpenter. That's really what you want to do. Be a carpenter, bro. Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's talk about some news stuff because there is some yeah, interesting let's... stuff happening, including why I, for once, was the person. I, I, I wasn't actually late because I called you on time, but as far as getting started, we started a little late because I yeah. was watching a an historic. Do you say a historic or an historic? An, it's an historic. No, no, no. But what do you say? The if correct, you, I say an. Okay, so. And it, it, the funny thing about it is it does sound a little pretentious, don't you think? It does. Well, technically, here's something, two things that are pretentious, and it all has to do with the letter H. Yeah. Technically, when something has an H, you're supposed to treat it like a vowel, like an, an honor or um, an historic, which does sound silly. But what's even more silly is I learned this in voice class in acting. Whenever there's a WH even though Family Guy made a gigantic joke of this, it's technically supposed to be pronounced HW. So there is a difference between which and uh, which. Got it. Well, okay, but the, uh, the the funny thing with the H thing is the reason why I think, I think, and I, I could be making this up and people would be like, Jimmy, don't make up facts about uh, language, but I'm pretty yeah, sure- anything it, else, just not the letter H. I'm pr- I don't care if you- f- fake a war. I'm pretty sure the reason why we pretend it's a vowel is because generally it's followed by a vowel and our language is derived by a ton of language or, or is derived from a ton of languages that uh h's are silent. They're, they they just right. they barely exist. And so I think I think that's why that is the case, but we actually do treat it like a proper consonant. Anyway, the news of an historic <laughs> development which is that the man, the myth, the legend, Captain Kirk himself has gone to space. And finally, I 100% understand why this happened because finally, yes, I know. To, but to be clear, everybody, this was a blue origin space flight. And so, what we're talking about is the Jeff Bezos Wiener rockets. If yes. you haven't looked Which at we them, all know. we should really call them cockets. They, they really should. And 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 just to rehash a joke that we wrote on the Sometime Show, um, if you've seen the toy models of the the Blue Origin rockets, it's the only toy that could be sold in both the children's and adults toy yeah. section. Yeah, I would have gone this time with like the uh, the toy figurine. Which does, it does include a haptic motor so that during liftoff, it feels like it's really lifting off by vibrating. Uh, Yes. They have actually sold more for adults than children. They have. They have. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we're talking about the Cockets. We're talking about the Wiener Rockets. Uh, Today, William Shatner, this morning... Captain Kirk was joined by three other crew members and got to be in what I believe was a total of 10 minutes, 10 to 11 minutes from takeoff to landing. uh, Yes, which Which is is also what the toy guarantees for adults. Yeah, (laughs) that actually... No, stop it. That actually, uh, uh, were you looking for the laughter or did you? No, I was looking for this. You went with the chair. All right. There it was. Okay. Uh, yeah. The, the, by the way, that's a little long for a toy to do that job for the record. That's not a very good one. 
The William Shatner in space in the Jeff Bezos Blue Origin rocket greeted by, and this is this is true and funny, greeted by Jeff Bezos at on the ground. Jeff Bezos was wearing a space the same spacesuits he put his crew in, but didn't go into space. For some reason, <laughs> Jeff Bezos still wants to look like the space cowboy. And so they have oh. these they have these blue suits that I think are a one like a a, a, a jumpsuit. Weird. With a a, wa- a part of the waist that's tapered, so it kind of looks like they're wearing jeans, but it's got these stripes down. Yeah, and and there's the now I'm sure will be an iconic image of of the embrace between William Shatner and Jeff Bezos. But I have to think the first thing that William Shatner said getting off was like, "Could we have gone a little longer?" Yeah, yeah, or or well, there's a few things. And first, I don't want to just glaze past this. Jeff Bezos dressed up and didn't go. Jeff Bezos dressing up like he's gonna get in a spacesuit and not going to space is kind of like your parents dressing up for prom for your prom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And not going. It's like, you know, could you imagine you're like dressed up for prom and then your dad comes out in a tuxedo and you're like. Why are you wearing that? He's like, just because you are. Yeah. Like, are you are you going? No. But okay. Uh, Don't ruin this for your mom. She got a perm. Exactly. Exactly. It was his answer. Like, well, I just, I, I just want to be in the pictures too. Apparently, William Shatner got very, very emotional after he came to. Now, one thing you have to understand, though, too, is. A lot of people were like thinking about the G force of taking off. Just that sitting in there, and it, it takes you like like a minute, minute and a half to get to the boundary that is space. It's it's really not very far, uh, and right. it, and it doesn't take very long. But at a certain point, you are going five like a mile every five seconds. So that's a lot of G force on a ninety year old man. Well, I was in. The, I was hoping we could talk about this. William Shatner is ninety. 90. He's 90. And here's the thing. Here's the thing that's even more impressive that he made it to him making his base. Just look at the man. Look at him. Google a picture of William Shatner today. I love playing this game for people who don't know how old William Shatner is. They always guess him in his early 70s. They're always like, hey, he looks about 70, 72, something like that. No, dude's. 90 most of his friends are dead most of his friends and family it's to the point where okay this is getting very morbid but it's it's to the point where like most of his children's friends are dying right right and this dude's 90 but it's not even that it's how he looks and how he behaves and all that like I mean, I'm not kidding. I feel like I look and act older than William Shatner now. And I'm 30-something. I would say that I do suspect there is some level of control of how much stuff uh, is allowed to be seen by general public. And, like, there's probably a whole regimen of, like, okay, he's going to have this many good hours today and we're going to align those good hours. But I could be totally wrong. I do know that uh, he's had plastic surgery, including a facelift. And the funny thing about plastic surgery is how there's almost a natural reason why. So when, when like when, when men get plastic surgery, it seems like it's, it's, they're not adding a bunch of fillers or anything. There's not a standard of like with women, they, they have to look at these pictures of like the women with these big full, you know, cheeks and lips and all this stuff. And so with their plastic surgery, it has to be like, okay, if I don't have full lips, give me more full. And I, personally, I'm, I, I wish we didn't have it. I wish it didn't exist. And I, I think like stuff, plastic surgery for people to repair like injuries and stuff. I totally understand. But some of the elective stuff people do, I'll just look at them and be like, what, what did you do to yourself? But right. uh, with men, it, it seems to be more like, yeah, I just I just have an excess of something I need to tuck away or or I, I want to paralyze some nerves in my face and stuff. And so with William Shatner, like you look at his face and you Google like, did he go under the knife? Did he get plastic surgery? I mean, but even even still, though, like, OK, OK, I challenge this to anybody who is has enough time on their hands and cares <laughs> look up pictures of like 
of of um, Jack Nicholson, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. Look up pictures of these guys, and then look up pictures of Will Shatner. They all look about the same age. And William Shatner is almost 30 years older than those guys. 20 at minimum. Yeah. And and even, and you know, Al Pacino's had tons of facelifts and whatever. But the, the, the point is, is that he he just, he, I never, I was blown away when I found out 10 years ago that William Shatner was 80. Right. And now he's 90 right. and he went to space. You know, so here's the thing that I would want to do though then, because we're talking about, you're talking about De Niro. You're talking about these people that are the same age or or, or older, rather, that are much older. Right. He's much older than, but looks younger than. And so what I would want to do is sit down with each of them in a circle and just say, okay, I need to get to the bottom of this because either some black magic is happening or <laughs> yeah. there is an understandable explanation here. And so here is the question I have for the three of you or however many of them I have, including William Shatner. <laughs> What is the average day like for your colon? <laughs> and I think at that point we would, I dare say, wait for it. I dare say we would get to the bottom of it. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Let me, let me get that louder. Oh, gross. There we go. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think yeah, we would. Good. I think we that would. That was good. Well, and last thing I'm going to say on, on this subject, because I think it's, it's, it's worth noting and, and important. A here's why I am all for William Shatner going to space. I have been on the side of people who uh, I, I am of the opinion that with all this, this new space race, you know, before the first space race was us versus Russia, blah, blah, blah. Who's going to get to the moon first. Now we're in a space race of, of billionaires who are like, Hey, we're billionaires. Yeah. We could be doing huge things for people on earth, yeah. but instead we're going to send ourselves to space. And I get, you know, other people like, well, you know, they've created amazing industries and made a lot of jobs. And, for and also like Bezos and Musk themselves would actually say that they're doing it for the people on earth. Like Bezos's thing. I, I think he used the word winnings. He was like, you know, I feel responsible. I feel feel what was the word obligated to use my winnings at Amazon to help the world get to space. Meanwhile, sure. he's dressing up in a fucking spacesuit with a cowboy hat, even when he and, doesn't go up. Right. And, and what if, if he wears that video, every day now? What if that's why he greeted him like that? Because ever <laughs> since he went to space, he's just not taking it off. That's all he wears. That's all he wears. Like that's a child, it. like a child after Halloween who has their favorite costume. Just, he just doesn't, he doesn't take it off now. Yeah. No, but here's, here's my thing is that, yes, he could have, they could have taken the money to do a, a lot of, um, more dire things here on earth. No question. And, you know, and, and when people are like, well, they're creating a lot of jobs for other people, fine. But ultimately the end goal is a guy who's a, the richest man on earth, just wanting to do this cause he can. And I don't know that, you know, at the end of the day, I don't know that the cause is very noble. However, however, if they would have started with, we are going to do a space program solely to send William Shatner into space, I would volunteer. Yeah, he would. I would learn astrophysics <laughs> and volunteer I, to help in I, this cause. I don't care that much about whether William Shatner actually goes <laughs> to space. That guy's already had a better life than all of us will ever have. But the the so the interesting thing with it is that. There was obviously, it, even just the kind of stuff you were saying, there's a lot of bad press around it where it's like, it seems like this is a pet project you're doing for fun instead of giving uh, all of your employees a living wage. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like instead of like you losing a little bit of money because they unionized, you do all these things that so you can go. And, and I just imagine him going home every night to his wife and just being like, how come no one still calls me a space cowboy? I <laughs> yeah. play that song every day and it's mocking me. It's not, well, well, and also if you, if you watched when, when, um, when Bezos went to space, 
you know, it was, the, I mean, they, they were like throwing Skittles in each other's mouth. Like, uh, yeah. It was very, it's very much like when you see, you know, a super duper rich person doing anything. I right. Mean, you know, like, hey, we're in a helicopter because we're richer than everybody and flying above it. You guys want to, you guys want to pee off? Make right. 30 years from now, 30 years from now, we're all launching into space because the planet's about to explode because we really, really fucked it up. And, yeah. And we're all like, God, remember those assholes that were in these things throwing Skittles at each other? Just Skittles. Just look at what we did. This hey, is, I have a lot of money. No, and meanwhile, like, he's but, already been living in a mansion on Neptune for 20 years by then. Yeah, and let me be clear about something. Let me be clear about something. I, I got to be clear about two things that I think is very important. Number one, I don't feel this way about Elon Musk because even though I really believe that Elon Musk is about a year and a half away from going full, full crazy, like full, absolutely incoherent, like uh, the... Uh, Howard Hughes status. I believe everything that he's doing while it is innovative and making him insane amounts of money. I really do feel like he's advancing the culture and the race and all of, like, like I, and I, race, I mean, human enjoy race. the backlash of, for expressing any admiration for Elon Musk here's, on the internet. You're not allowed no, to no, do no. that. It's, it's the rules. A bunch okay, of, okay, okay. But a bunch of 11th graders decided that. No, I know, listen, I know that the dude is, he's becoming super weird, uh, like right wing. I know that, that he's, he's, I, I get it, but here's my Oh, point. no, no, no. You don't know, understand. The internet says you're not even allowed to associate the success of his ventures with being related to him in any way. Like, they'll be like, he had nothing to do with Tesla's being good. He had nothing to do with SpaceX being good. And it, it literally, yeah, you're not allowed to express well, anything positive about okay, Elon Musk. I won't, I won't express it. I'll just quote, and as you already know, I'll quote, uh, Bill Gates, who said that Elon Musk has done more for helping the planet with global warming and climate change than any than than any of his charities did in like 20 years or whatever he said. You know, what's funny is I've talked mad shit about Elon Musk and the, and it's easy to because he does some really cringy, stupid things. And oh, yeah, his fan base is very culty and I can't stand oh, yeah. those people. But then I also have mentioned that that whole thing. And it's literally like, okay, so you said the one positive. It's like the reverse of when you're uh, a YouTuber and you're like, I only noticed the one negative comment amongst the hundred positive. They do like the right. reverse. We've only heard the one positive among the 100 negative things you've said. And now you're the, oh, you must be in that cult. You're this fanboy. And I'm literally no. sitting here going like, y'all, a Tesla is the only car I've ever wanted. And now I drive one and I love it. Yeah. It's, it's well, awesome. Well, it's like this. It's like this. I mean, look, I, I know the dude does cringy stuff. I know he believes in a lot of like, you know, wacky stuff and, and, and whatever, whatever. And, and I know that he's, you know, kind of became like a big right winger and, and all this. OK, all that. And that's I'm with you. Not not great. But what I'm saying is just between Tesla and SpaceX. Those are the best examples I've ever seen of somebody who's taken their money, like billions and billions of dollars, and said, I'm going to do something that's going to take us as a civilization to the next level and is good for the planet and blah, 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 blah. blah. But let me get to my next point with with Bezos. Email him. Email Dom, not me. Fuck that. <laughs> don't, with, don't Bezos, with Bezos, I, I honestly don't know his mission with SpaceX. But it really just feels like he's the rich boy now yeah. and he gets to have fun rich boy stuff. And that that really it bothers the shit out of me. Yeah. Because it just seems it just seems so like self-serving and, and uh, you know, I'm just doing this because I'm rich and I can, you know, that kind of thing. But but he says it like he's doing it for us. Now, I listen, this is why, though. Because a lot of people's bullshit thing is going off, they're they're smelling bullshit here. This this putting fucking Shatner in that rocket was a brilliant move because most people are gonna be like, oh well, that's that's pretty great. I'm pretty sure Lou Ferrigno is going on the next one, 
which um, I'm not getting the reference there. I don't. I don't know. Was the Hulk right? Captain Kirk makes sense, right? I don't know why he is going, uh, but I thought I saw that. Let me see if that is if that is true. No, I mean, okay. I think we can all agree, and, and this might cause more backlash than than. The, oh, I guess uh, that's not happening. Com- I, I must have mistaken what I saw. Oh. It must have been somebody else that next, looked like. I mean, listen. Next needs to be, and I think we can all agree. Uh, next needs to be. Uh, Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill. That'd I mean, be cool. I feel yeah, like yeah. that's. I mean, I, I feel like that's absolutely no. Necessary. Okay, but here's the thing: I would do right now if I'm Elon Musk, I'm recognizing the positive press that Bezos is getting for a very inferior product. As far as the rockets oh, go, yeah. a Blue Origin can't go as far, can't go as high. It's not really on pace to be able to go to the moon near as soon as uh, right. as SpaceX will. It definitely won't be able to go to Mars anytime soon. A lot of the stuff I feel like also because uh, SpaceX and Tesla are so open with their patents was probably just directly stolen. And so, I mean, not stolen because you you release your patents, nobody can steal at that point. And that was like one of the cool things that they did where it's like, good on you. But, you know, I don't want to say good on you, Elon, because I don't want to get the emails that Matt's, uh, that Matt, that Dom's about to get. Uh, it, but... <laughs> The, no, the thing that admit, if, I am, if, I am very, I am, I, other than, other than Elon being, um, you know, like a very, like take the red pill kind of guy and also just doing weird, goofy, like taking pictures of himself with, or taking pictures of dead deer and just weird stuff. He didn't take, no, um, no, no. He laughed at a photo of a deer that had drowned in a pool. And oh, that was okay. that was what was weird. And then there okay. there are plenty of things to criticize him about. Certain places with certain worker conditions, uh, their anti union measures. There's there's plenty of stuff sure. to criticize him about. There's a lot of people on the internet who are basically the anti fan club, where it's like, okay, we hate that fan club. So now we're also going to just like say, and look, I've I am also a person who has an anti fan club out there. I see how they work. Anything you do, if there's any element of good, they'll figure out a way why you shouldn't deserve credit for the good of it and then only amplify the bad stuff. And so you literally get these people like, like, as though we're going in there out there and going like, you know, Elon Musk, the inventor of the electric car, because they always act like you said that and go, he didn't invent Tesla's, by the way. He just bought in. But yeah, that's true. However, it, it oh, where really? Tesla, I didn't know that. Yeah. He bought Tesla from a couple of people, but very early on. And before any of these, like the model S, the model three, the model X, the model Y, these are all his timeline and vision and stuff. And, and he bought in even before, uh, the roadster, they were still making, they, they were still heading towards stuff. And then he takes over as the CEO and stuff. Anyway, I'm now giving too much credit, so I'm going to get the emails. Well, I also I'll, think he sucks as a human. Uh, I don't I don't like him as a person often. Sometimes, though, I do because I also have autism and I enjoy seeing people uh, with similar quirks to me succeed and try to... He, he does not have the ability to be charismatic, but... His anti-charisma has also become like charisma somehow. He's, yeah. he's very awkward when he publicly speaks. The The point I was going to make, though, is that he is looking right now at celebrities now going to, into space. And Shatner was a smart one to put on there because you're going to get tons of positive press for that. So the oh, yeah. thing that you do in response to it for the longevity of it is now what he should be doing is trying to get Buzz Aldrin into space on his rocket. And Buzz Aldrin was originally a naysayer of SpaceX and basically was like, we don't believe in private industry going to space. And I think has had to like eat his words because of it. Uh, But Buzz Aldrin is, how old is he? He's 91 years old. Doesn't look as young as, as Shatner does, but still seems to be spry And if he could get him on a SpaceX rocket, not only would that be incredible HR, but it would also be something that is going to last longer as far as like have more significant impact of like, you know, the second man to walk on the moon then goes into space again uh, some 50 odd years later. 
Yeah, I mean, the only problem is he's been there before. And so it's a, it takes away the excitement a little bit, unless he becomes the first man to Mars. Even, but then, even back to the moon would be, a lot of people don't realize, like, we haven't been back to the moon in so long because we can't. Like, our technology has advanced, and granted, like, in theory, we will be able to go back soon. But our technology advanced to a point where it was like, oh, man, we have all of these better computers. We have all of these better things that are digital. No more analog stuff. We, it's, it's all, like, the thing would be able to fly itself, except for that it can't get past the magnetosphere. And, like, all the computers break if you try to get past. There's just a certain point that that we can't get past right now where we will be soon, but, uh, it's, it, it, it's actually right now we are resolving how to get to the moon because we can only do it with old technology. Oh, wow. And is the technology obsolete or do we still have the old technology? The old, the old technology is punch cards and, and levers and handles. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, it's literally like it's it's an analog. I mean, don't get me wrong. There were some types of primitive computers. But just think about what kind of computer existed in 1969, Dom. Um. You're like, well, I 69. just, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I mean, there was the ones that like, like, w w did they at that point have the ones that were like as big as an entire room or was that, was that not until the eighties? Uh, I mean, they had sort of things like that. Cause you think about world war two and the things that developed for code breaking back then. But, right. but listen, man, keep in mind, there has not been a man on the moon at any point that you and I have been alive or yeah. a woman or a non-binary person. Or a woman. And, and you know, it's, you know, it's even more crazy, just another crazy, interesting fact about this. And this, once again, going back to what we were talking about earlier, which is how old we are. Do you realize that, uh, 1990, which is very close to when you and I were born, um, 1990 from the, from the moon landing to 1990 more time has passed since from 1990 until now than from the moon landing until 1990. Uh, that would be an amazing fact. If true, it, it is the, dude, do the math. Look, 1990 19, to 1969 yes. was the first moon landing. The last one was 1972. 1972 is 18 years prior to 1990. 1969 yes. is 21 years prior. Correct. 1990 was 31 years ago. Exactly. So what I'm telling you oh, is- Oh, I thought you were saying it in reverse. Landing, okay. No, from the moon landing until the time we were born, there was- that's a shorter amount of time than from the time we were born. Till I see. Now. I thought you were saying it in reverse because that in reverse would have been a much more like, wow. You know what I mean? Like it, no, it, for me, for me, it's wow. Because like, okay, when we were born, if it, when, when I think of the year 1969, I think about that as so far before when I was born. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, 1969 is so, was so long before I was around. But actually, 1969 to the year I was born is, was like a shorter amount of time than from when I was born until now. I I get it. And I get what timelines you're using. But for me, it, it would have been like, we, yeah, it would have been more exceptional of like, wow, it's really been that long since we've been, it was, but anyway, yeah, it's been a long time since we've been to the moon since 1972. Um, there are multiple barriers. Again, we had to basically the technology to get to the moon is, has to be completely different than we, than we have used in the past. Then on top of that, uh, you have all kinds of political barriers, monetary barriers. It's this thing where it's like we want to go, but somehow we don't want to go that much. And we don't really right. see the value in going that much. Now, now that was what I was going to say. This might make a lot of people mad and, and a lot of people much smarter than me. But also, you know why? Why? Why what? Why go to the moon again? We don't know why. Why? What do you mean? I just mean why do it? 
Because with any major man, this I'm going to get all Neil deGrasse Tyson on you here now. With <laughs> no, any, hit me, hit me. with all of these, like there are so many things that we have done in the past where we don't even know why we're doing it, and then it leads to like one of these incredible technologies, like the the radio bands and stuff that cell phones work on was a thing like that. It, we don't know why yet. Now there's a few things as far as like if we are going to be a spacefaring. Um, were uh, uh, people one of the best reasons to go is to make the fuel up station for rockets that are going anywhere else on on um and and then even later even potentially building rockets and stuff there but is to make it on the moon because the moon right now you have to spend so much fuel just getting off of earth because you have to get out of the gravity. You have to get past these atmospheres and there's so right. much stuff. Whereas you don't have that problem on the moon. Uh, the moon probably is, is a good hydrogen source too. So you could fuel up there, but there's, so there's already reasons we right now know we want to go to the moon. You could also potentially build on the outside of it, these incredible, uh, uh, telescopes and, and it, space, space adventuring in general, we don't yet know what we're going to do, but that isn't why you would not do it. I, I got, I got you. I got you. I mean, I, I understand the, the idea of, you know, exploration and venture and, and, and all of that. I, 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 but I also just the, the potential of the future is because we don't we don't know what we're going to get back out of it. We don't know what we're going to like. And one thing about we need to go out into space is just simply like space will kill our planet one day. And so it's, you know, it's every day we wake up and there isn't an asteroid about to hit us. I do consider a win. I hear that. I hear that. And and I'm also very excited for the film Don't Look Up. If you haven't if you haven't seen previews yet, it's it's going to be awesome. I haven't. I have no idea what that it's, is. It's it's the next film from uh um from Adam McKay who has done he started out doing all the comedies like like Step Brothers and and Anchorman, but has moved into some of the absolute best films of the past decade like The Big Short and Vice. And now he's doing this film where Meryl Streep plays the president uh, and it's got um, Leonardo DiCaprio and, and apparently like an asteroid is headed towards Earth and, and Leonardo DiCaprio is trying to get them to do something about it. And they, it doesn't seem like anybody really cares. Um, it, it looks awesome. It looks very well done. And I think it's going to be a big, it, it's going to be like a big Oscar contender this year. It sounds like uh, it's kind of a metaphor for like climate change and how like we yeah. have a metaphorical asteroid well, coming our way and we're if, doing nothing about it. If you haven't seen Vice or The Big Short, they're absolutely brilliant films because they take super serious topics. Like The Big Short was about the financial crash of 2009. Vice was all about Dick Cheney's presidency. And and Adam McKay is such a like goofball genius that like the big short watching it is like watching a mixture of a film, a documentary and a music video all at once. Yeah. There will be times that like the, the main character will look into the camera like it's saved by the bell and go, OK, so uh, I know you don't understand how all of this stock market stuff works. So to explain it, here's Margot Robbie in a bathtub. And then it just cuts to Margot Robbie in a bathtub explaining to you like how how shorts work. <laughs> and that's, then it cuts back. It's so crazy. All his films are so crazy. Oh man, especially Vice. I think Vice was a masterpiece and not enough people saw it. So this is me shamelessly plugging the movie Vice. Go watch that they, movie. Yeah, amazing. thank you. They they needed your plug. That's what that's what they needed. Yeah, that's what it was missing. It, I mean, that movie got 6 Oscar nominations and uh but but what it needed was for me on sometimes to to tell people go watch Vice. But seriously, go watch Vice. That movie's a freaking masterpiece. Yeah. Sure. I haven't. So is, is Vice the one where uh, Dick Cheney is played by Christian Bale? OK, I have seen that one, but I haven't seen the big short. All right. Yeah. Well, well, anyway. well, just wanted to jump in and, and continue on with because Dom is limiting our time today. Uh, he says he doesn't think he can stand to spend any more time past about 10, 15 this morning with me. Uh, and that it's really just my personality is why he's going to leave at that point, <laughs> that he has a hard stop time. 
Uh, and it's funny because I think the topic that I want to now, like the news I want to talk about now, was originally going to be the main topic of the show. But the main topic of the show has definitely become William Shatner in space. I'm sure it's that's now. Been, that's probably going to be the been, title now. It's been. Can we can we title the the episode Shat in space? Shat in space. No. I want to please. I want to. Can't we? Because it that nobody knows what that means, and they think it's just a joke. And we'll 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 go right past it. We're right now. The thing with the podcast, Dom, is it doesn't yet have an existing audience of except a few people. We need right. new and people. By the way, everyone listening is awesome. And for I sure. think everyone listening can agree with me that Shat in Space is would the be great title for, for this episode. Would be great for all forty of them. <laughs> but the thousands of people we need to add to the audience need something more descriptive, like William Shatner actually went made it to space or something like okay, that. Okay, yeah. okay. What if it's Shat in space? Colon. No, now you're going to get too long. William Shatner finally goes to space, and instead of you're, a you're colon, asking to put symbol, that at the beginning because you know that only Shat in space, and then colon Shat will show up because titles get cut off after so many yeah, characters. Yeah, but also, 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 I don't want the symbol colon. I want the word colon. Yeah. I want, I want Because we did talk space, about Shatner's colon. Colon. Dom will do everything comma. he can to make sure we never get to the topic. <laughs> and then William Shatner goes to space. Okay, can we say William Shatner goes to space hyphen shat in space? No, exclamation we have mark. a limited number of characters and Ugh. we're not going to make a super long title. But you said Ugh. it, the people who come to watch or listen will now get to hear your joke. Okay, here's here's what I'd like. And, and I will concede that we need a, a better title. We can call it William Shatner finally goes to space and then get a bunch of people. But everybody who listens, I just... I just need. There's no way on a podcast to comment, is there? You can on Podbean. On Podbean, okay. If anyone listens on Podbean, just please, please, just comment "chat in space," all caps. Listen, <laughs> I'll I'll make the title of the next one. Elon Musk fanboy really wants <laughs> "chat in space." <laughs> As a title. Oh, Shatton's base is perfect. Anyway. One thing that's interesting, did you know that Mexico City is actually swapping a Columbus statue for a statue of an indigenous woman? Oh, that's great. I like that they're ahead of us. In so much. In so much. And I just have to say, this is a quick side note. One of my best There's so many people here who think that, like, we're just inherently superior to Mexico. And it's like, yeah, but they actually, like, give a shit about people. So what about that, though, bud? Well, and look, like, there are massive problems there. But but I'll tell you what. So one of my best friends is from Mexico and lives in Mexico. And um, we, we, we talk quite a bit. And she's in, she's in Mexico City. And, um... She, I remember a few years ago, she, she texted me and she literally was just like, what is going on in your country? She's yeah. like, it's pretty bad when like our president speaking from Mexico, our president is like talking about you in ways of like, we should feel bad for them. Send your support. Like he's talking about you like you are a third world country, you yeah. know? And, and I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy, but it is cool that. And of course, my daughter lives that. lives in Mexico. That's a deep cut I, for very few know, people who will understand. That. I know exactly who you're speaking of. She would probably make a joke about how old we are. I I, I bet I bet, and it would be the you only have 14 joke. minutes. How do, how are how do you do this to me? All right, I want to talk about two things. Well, it's it's two things but oh. one topic, and it is the okay. Gabby Petito case that the, should we. The Should world we save is that for no tomorrow's tomorrow is tomorrow's too far away. Gabby, the, the, so many things could have changed by then, and it, we okay. we only missed. A, we're we're trying to stay time relevant, and it's not going to take that long of a of a conversation because no. you're going to have to leave anyway. So <laughs> hit it. But there's a couple of things I want to talk about in regards to this. One, the update to the case because. Uh, I admit I am a person who is a little obsessed with it. I am a person who's definitely been like watching the case and stuff. But then two, I also want to talk briefly about why we're obsessed with it, why we're obsessed with this case, but not 
all these types of cases that are happening all of the time. Some of the stuff that is innocent, some of the, some of the reasons I think are innocent, some of the reasons I think are a little bit sadder, maybe not not quite sinister. I don't think anybody's doing it out of malice. But let's just start with the update to the case. So, uh, obviously, now, I guess there's some people who may not know. So just the quick recap is, uh, there's a man called Brian Laundry. Uh, he looks a little bit like a young Lex Luthor in that he's bald, and I guess that's it. Uh, and he has murdered, well, seems to, it would appear. Okay, I shouldn't even say that because that's irresponsible because, you know, innocent until proven guilty, even if we all know he did it. But he he and his ex-fiance, and I'm going to say ex-fiance now, not fia. I'm going to say that death however it happened, they broke up, um, went to a Wyoming national park. And then he returned, uh, without this fiance. And then she was found in that national park dead weeks later. Uh, now she, it had already been pronounced that whatever happened to her was a homicide. And there was a lot of like, well, okay, there was a homicide. She died. He, Brian Laundrie comes back from this trip without her, seems to have used her debit card or someone's debit card after when her death would have been, comes back in their van that I think may have been more her van or started as her van, but now they were all together and stuff, uh, wouldn't participate in the search for her and now has just disappeared seemingly into the wilderness. They're not quite sure which place, but that he's probably living some kind of like camp life or he has gone out into the wilderness and is no longer living. Maybe that's why it's so hard to find this guy because he has been missing now for weeks and weeks. The updated news. Well, and also I think it's worth noting, and, and I have to tell you, the only time I've heard this news is via my sisters talking about it, but I apparently they, on his social media, there is a ton of quotes from serial killers. Okay. As in like, as in he, he's posting about. Oh, gotcha. Serial yeah. Killers, but listen, if every from serial killers, but if, things. if everybody who is obsessed with serial killers and quotes them and maybe even thinks they're a little cute is also a serial killer. Your sisters are serial killers. My girlfriend's a serial killer. Your yeah, girlfriend's a serial killer. Is the show you all serial killers. But also all of these like true crime and serial killer shows have skyrocketed in popularity, especially among women. It is worth noting. And so we can't just go, we, you know, there's, there, sure. And, and what I don't think the guy's necessarily a serial killer. It sounds like he was just an abusive sack of shit boyfriend to me uh, because there were leading up to the death of Gabby Petito reported sightings and even police video uh, where they intervened on a domestic violence call. Uh, so the update to the story is that the coroner has now released the actual cause of death, not just saying homicide, uh, that she, she perished via strangulation as in somebody manually stopped her from breathing and she died. The interesting thing is that she was apparently found in the clearing near where they were thought to have been camping. Uh, we haven't been told whether or not she was hidden or obstructed in any way. It doesn't sound like from context that she was buried at all. So it, interesting enough already, like I actually just feel horrible for the people who found her because it sounds like she was exposed to the elements for weeks before yeah. she was found. And so even yeah. just, it, it, it's almost impressive just to realize that you can get a cause of death off of somebody. Like you can still see signs of strangulation after weeks of, of, you know, decomposition animals, I'm sure in the area. I mean, it's, and it was during right, right. again, part of the warmer months. So uh, anyway, that is the update right. to the situation. So, Let's let's hit the question, and and I, I really want to see what you think about this because I have opinions. But what what do you think is why why do you think people are so obsessed with this, and yet there are so many other 
cases very, very similar of missing women, specifically missing women of different ethnicities that seem to be completely hidden or, or not talked about. Sure. So I think that there's a few things at play. So there's this this discussion of missing white woman syndrome. And I think obviously that's that's one that's already existed for a while. And if you just look at everybody. And was, was she white? Was Gabby yeah. Petito white? Because that sounds no, like. But, yeah, but he, he, she's she is either white or extremely passing white. If you look at pictures okay. of her. White, right. uh, and so so there's there there is that. And that's something that's been at play for decades uh, you know really forever since we've been reporting on these things to the point that i can remember uh family guy early family guy when i'm in high school making a joke about it where they're like uh you know one woman has gone missing the uh, uh, uh becky gunderson and everyone's like oh my god and they're like wait 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 sorry no it was Becky Jimenez. And then they were like, well, that's not news. Uh, well, yeah. And, yeah and, and I think we need to, because I mean, even in my sociology class and this was, God, you have to 11, make this the 22nd version of the story. Cause you have seven no, minutes. Okay. It was like 11 years ago in this sociology class, we had a whole section about white woman in distress. Sure. We had a whole thing about why are we obsessed when a rich white woman or just a white woman in general goes missing or is found murdered. However, there's tons and tons of missing people, murders, all this every day, but but it doesn't make national news. Right. Right. And so with this one, there is some things that were unique about it. And I think what it is, is there's two phases to it. There's an attempt to expose people to it, and then there's the take hold. And I think the take hold process, that's where it's like it will take hold of the nation's attention. That's where I think it's a thousand times easier for it. If it's a pretty white girl, uh, it's a thousand times easier to take hold than than any other group. Uh, and and to tell you the truth, that includes that includes like a pretty white girl also is much easier to get attention than a white dude. Uh, but it, it gets worse and worse as like, if if you're just talking about a black woman, that person's going to have the hardest time getting that exposure of anybody. Maybe an indigenous woman would be a, a little bit harder. It's it's this weird gradient where you're like, here's who it would be harder for, and then it'd be harder for this person, and then this person, and this person. But if it's a pretty white girl, that take hold thing is going to be so much easier. I think... The exposure end, I think why this was able to get so much exposure, I think we can take a little comfort or not comfort, but just go like there was other things at play here that are a little more benign. And in this scenario, now you could also say, though, that this scenario is also because of this person's privilege. And that's probably entirely valid, too. But you're talking about a person who was an online figure with thousands and you only need thousands, I think, to get started. But thousands to I don't know what the height of of their uh, channel and Instagram were. I think they were most popular on Instagram, but you already had thousands of people ready to start having a conversation about this. And you and I have seen being in a small town, how much a dozen people talking about something can do. Uh, And so we're talking thousands and thousands of people to go, whoa, 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 why did the pictures of Gabby stop? Why did the pictures? And those people start talking to their friends about it and talking to their friends about it. And I think the initial exposure, because it was a person who already had an audience, that that is a little more benign. But again, we can also have the argument of, yeah, but her privilege and who she is and stuff is also what made it a lot easier for to have that exposure in the first place. I guess I think just to, to piggyback on that, the one thing that does make this interesting is exactly what you're saying, which is the social media element. We've seen, we've seen this before as in missing white woman, white woman in distress, what happened to this person, but we haven't seen it like to where social media has been essentially an aid in, you know, uncovering the whole case. Yeah. Yeah. And, and especially like now we have all of these people with obsession with true crime, where if you can add an element of drama to it, it's more attractive to them. And I don't think that's a good thing for the record. I'm just pointing out like what's happening here and and how it works. I would say I am very off put by, I've seen plenty of people who almost act, um, contemptuous because of this thing that should improve and it should be better, but they act contemptuous toward uh, people who are, are 
interested or following the case, but even worse, people who are contemptuous toward like Gabby or that like this sort of like, why the fuck do you care about this? All this happens all the time. Almost adding like a level of like cynicism. And I just think that's just sad and pretty shitty. I I agree. Going back to what we were talking about earlier, and this seems to be a recurring theme with everything we talk about, but there's a difference between a systematic problem and then actually like literally in this case, blaming the victim or people who are interested. The the real issue, it it comes down to, uh, it has a lot to do with class. It has a lot to do with race. It has a lot to do with that kind of thing. And what I mean is um, Eminem talked about it in, in the song, uh, uh, I can't remember it now, um, but the way I am is he talked about Columbine and he said, you know, there have been shootings in inner city schools for ever, like for decades and decades to where, you know, in the 90s, I mean, inner city schools had to have metal detectors put in. But it was when it was in a white upper class school, right. Columbine, then it's a tragedy. And it's the same thing with, you know, a, a wealthy white person, I'm not saying Gabby was, I'm just saying in a lot of cases, you know, like the movie Taken, right? Wealthy white woman goes off and gets kidnapped. The reason that's news is it's out of the ordinary because in places of poverty, violence happens all the time. Quickly, I, you know, I lived in a terrible neighborhood in Los Angeles. We would hear gunshots all the time. And I remember coming home and my downstairs neighbor freaking out because she was like, there was just a drive-by. Someone got out of the car, pulled out an automatic weapon and fired it into the into the um, building right next door to us. And I went, no way. And I turned on the news and lit- I'm not kidding. I turned on the local news and I'm expecting to hear something about it. And they're talking about you know, this was during the time that the Donald Sterling case was going on. So they're like, Donald Sterling said this, you know, and you're sure. like, Wow. I mean, I mean, I, and that's when I realized, like, if I were shot or if I were killed in my neighborhood via a drive by or via a shooting or a mass shooting, I wouldn't make the news. I would be a blip because mass shooting in a dangerous neighborhood is not news. The only reason why you might not is, is they might've gone like, what was this nice, ambitious young white man doing in this neighborhood in the first place? Like they would like, the only reason it might come up is they would see you as an outlier. Like what, what was he even, why was he here? Why is this happening to a, a nice young white boy who wasn't associated with a gang in a neighborhood like this? You know what I mean? What, what, What I think it would be is if I was shot in a mass shooting, and by mass shooting, I literally mean a guy pulled a semi-automatic yeah. weapon out and started firing into random apartments. If I was shot in in you know East LA where I was, uh, it wouldn't be news. But if we just went uh, like a few miles over to Beverly Hills yeah. and I was at a shopping center and it happened there, and what I'm getting at is it's a societal understanding, and, and this is very gruesome to say, and I'm not condoning this. I'm just saying it's part of the zeitgeist of our culture is we are taught to think, Oh, shootings in a bad neighborhood, normal shootings in a nice neighborhood, not normal Right? kidnapping or a woman going missing in, you know, uh, uh, in poverty, normal woman going missing, not in poverty, not normal. And right. and that's why I think it catches fire so much. And it's, there's a, the sad, uh, the sad reality is too. like, if you want to like, look at all the serial killers where it's like, yeah, after he killed his 20th prostitute, then cops really thought they should start looking into it. <laughs> right. it yeah. It's, right. it's, it's utter not anyway. So we have to go, unfortunately, because of, well, we can, we can, if you want, we can extend, I can, uh, we can extend a little bit. You literally, you literally told me beforehand you, and you repeated yourself. I have to go at 10 15. I have to go. Yes. I have to hard stop at 10 15, which I am glad that for once your irresponsible time management is benefiting me instead of <laughs> hurting me. But we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up. I, I guess the conclusion okay. I want to jump in there with is that if you find yourself very interested in this case, if you've been listening to this Gabby Petito case and you've been almost like activated in a way, try and take this as like more of a lesson and start start being more interested in the cases of other people. Try and use whatever tools you are using to uh, sort of signal boost this case 
signal boost other cases from now on and don't just make it about the pretty white girls who look like they have a, a great life on Instagram because the other people who have gone missing are just as missed by their families, just as devastated and and they deserve answers too. And it's it's the the swiftness by which the Petito family will probably get answers or already has gotten a lot of answers is just a commodity that not everybody sees. So keep that in mind and try and learn from the experience, but don't be a dick to other people who are very interested in this whole thing. All right, Tom, say goodbye. All right, chat in space, chat in space. What a weird way to undermine the impact of that last (laughs) thing I said. (laughs) Goodbye, everyone. Bye, everybody.